Part two, section three of the freedom of the will by Jonathan Edwards. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Whether any event whatsoever, and volition in particular, can come to pass without a cause of its existence. Before I enter on any argument on this subject, I would explain how I would be understood when I use the word cause in this discourse since for want of a better word i shall have occasion to use it in a sense which is more extensive than that in which it is sometimes used the word is often used in so restrained a sense as to signify only that which has a positive efficiency or influence to produce a thing or bring it to pass but there are many things which have no such positive productive influence which yet are causes in this respect that they have truly the nature of a reason why some things are rather than others or why they are thus rather than otherwise thus the absence of the sun in the night is not the cause of the fall of dew at that time in the same manner as its beams are the cause of the ascent of vapours in the daytime and its withdrawment in the winter is not in the same manner the cause of the freezing of the waters as its approach in the spring is the cause of their thawing but yet the withdrawment or absence of the sun is an antecedent with which these effects in the night and winter are connected and on which they depend and is one thing that belongs to the ground and reason why they come to pass at that time rather than at other times though the absence of the sun is nothing positive nor has any positive influence it may be further observed that when i speak of connection of causes and effects i have respect to moral causes as well as those that are called natural in distinction from them moral causes may be causes in as proper a sense as any causes whatsoever may have as real an influence and may as truly be the ground and reason of an event's coming to pass therefore i sometimes use the word cause in this inquiry to signify any antecedent either natural or moral positive or negative on which an event either a thing or the manner and circumstance of a thing so depends that it is the ground and reason either in whole or in part why it is rather than not or why it is as it is rather than otherwise or in other words any antecedent with which a consequent event is so connected that it truly belongs to the reason why the proposition which affirms that event is true whether it has any positive influence or not and agreeably to this i sometimes use the word effect for the consequence of another thing which is perhaps rather an occasion than a cause most properly speaking i am the more careful thus to explain my meaning that i may cut off occasion from any that might seek occasion to cavil and object against some things which i may say concerning the dependence of all things which come to pass on some cause and their connection with their cause 
having thus explained what i mean by cause i assert that nothing ever comes to pass without a cause what is self-existent must be from eternity and must be unchangeable but as to all things that begin to be they are not self-existent and therefore must have some foundation of their existence without themselves that whatsoever begins to be which before was not must have a cause why it then begins to exist seems to be the first dictate of the common and natural sense which god hath implanted in the minds of all mankind and the main foundation of all our reasonings about the existence of things past present or to come and this dictate of common sense equally respects substances and modes or things and the manner and circumstances of things thus if we see a body which has hitherto been at rest start out of a state of rest and begin to move we do as naturally and necessarily suppose there is some cause or reason of this new mode of existence as of the existence of a body itself which had hitherto not existed and so if a body which had hitherto moved in a certain direction should suddenly change the direction of its motion or if it should put off its old figure and take a new one or change its color the beginning of these new modes is a new event and the human mind necessarily supposes that there is some cause or reason of them if this grand principle of common sense be taken away all arguing from effects to causes ceaseth and so all knowledge of any existence besides what we have by the most direct and immediate intuition particularly all our proof of the being of god ceases we argue his being from our own being and the being of other things which we are sensible once were not but have begun to be and from the being of the world with all its constituent parts and the manner of their existence all which we see plainly are not necessary in their own nature and so not self-existent and therefore must have a cause but if things not in themselves necessary may begin to be without a cause all this arguing is vain indeed i will not affirm that there is in the nature of things no foundation for the knowledge of the being of god without any evidence of it from his works i do suppose there is a great absurdity in denying being in general and imagining an eternal absolute universal nothing and therefore that there would be in the nature of things a foundation of intuitive evidence that there must be an eternal infinite most perfect being if we had strength and comprehension of mind sufficient to have a clear idea of general and universal being but then we should not properly come to the knowledge of the being of god by arguing our evidence would be intuitive we should see it as we see other things that are necessary in themselves the contraries of which are in their own nature absurd and contradictory as we see that twice two is four and as we see that a circle has no angles if we had as clear an idea of universal infinite entity as we have of these other things i suppose we should most intuitively see the absurdity of supposing such being not to be should immediately see there is no room for the question whether it is possible that being in the most general abstracted notion of it should not be 
but we have not that strength and extent of mind to know this certainly in this intuitive independent manner but the way that mankind come to the knowledge of the being of god is that which the apostle speaks of romans one twenty the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and godhead we first ascend and prove a posteriori or from effects that there must be an eternal cause and then secondly prove by argumentation not intuition that this being must be necessarily existent and then thirdly from the proved necessity of his existence we may descend and prove many of his perfections a priori but if once this grand principle of common sense be given up that what is not necessary in itself must have a cause and we begin to maintain that things which heretofore have not been may come into existence and begin to be of themselves without any cause all our means of ascending in our arguing from the creature to the creator and all our evidence of the being of god is cut off at one blow in this case we cannot prove that there is a god either from the being of the world and the creatures in it or from the manner of their being their order beauty and use for if things may come into existence without any cause at all then they doubtless may without any cause answerable to the effect our minds do alike naturally suppose and determine both these things namely that what begins to be has a cause and also that it has a cause proportionable to the effect the same principle which leads us to determine that there cannot be anything coming to pass without a cause leads us to determine that there cannot be more in the effect than in the cause yea if once it should be allowed that things may come to pass without a cause we should not only have no proof of the being of god but we should be without evidence of the existence of anything whatsoever but our own immediately present ideas and consciousness for we have no way to prove anything else but by arguing from effects to causes from the ideas now immediately in view we argue other things not immediately in view from sensations now excited in us we infer the existence of things without us as the causes of these sensations and from the existence of these things we argue other things on which they depend as effects on causes we infer the past existence of ourselves or anything else by memory only as we argue that the ideas which are now in our minds are the consequences of past ideas and sensations we immediately perceive nothing else but the ideas which are this moment extant in our minds we perceive or know other things only by means of these as necessarily connected with others and dependent on them but if things may be without causes all this necessary connection and dependence is dissolved and so all means of our knowledge is gone if there be no absurdity or difficulty in supposing one thing to start out of non-existence into being of itself without a cause then there is no absurdity or difficulty in supposing the same of millions of millions for nothing or no difficulty multiplied still is nothing or no difficulty nothing multiplied by nothing does not increase the sum and indeed according to the hypothesis i am opposing of the acts of the will coming to pass without a cause it is the cause in fact that millions of millions of events are continually coming into existence contingently without any cause or reason why they do so 
all over the world every day and hour through all ages so it is in a constant succession in every moral agent this contingency this efficient nothing this effectual null cause is always ready at hand to produce this sort of effects as long as the agent exists and as often as he has occasion if it were so that things only of one kind these acts of the will seemed to come to pass of themselves and it were an event that was continual and that happened in a course wherever were found subjects capable of such events this very thing would demonstrate that there was some cause of them which made such a difference between this event and others and that they did not really happen contingently for contingence is blind and does not pick and choose a particular sort of events nothing has no choice this no cause which causes no existence cannot cause the existence which comes to pass to be of one particular sort only distinguished from all others thus that only one sort of matter drops out of the heavens even water and that this comes so often so constantly and plentifully all over the world in all ages shows that there is some cause or reason of the falling of water out of the heavens and that something besides mere contingence has a hand in the matter if we should suppose non-entity to be about to bring forth and things were coming into existence without any cause or antecedent on which the existence or kind or manner of existence depends or which could at all determine whether the things should be stones or stars or beasts or angels or human bodies or souls or only some new motion or figure in natural bodies or some new sensations in animals or new ideas in the human understanding or new volitions in the will or anything else of all the infinite number of possibles then certainly it would not be expected although many millions of millions of things were coming into existence in this manner all over the face of the earth that they should all be only of one particular kind and that it should be thus in all ages and that this sort of existences should never fail to come to pass where there is room for them or a subject capable of them and that constantly whenever there is occasion if any should imagine there is something in the sort of event that renders it possible for it to come into existence without a cause and should say that the free acts of the will are existences of an exceeding different nature from other things by reason of which they may come into existence without any previous ground or reason of it though other things cannot if they make this objection in good earnest it would be an evidence of their strangely forgetting themselves for they would be giving an account of some ground of the existence of a thing when at the same time they would maintain there is no ground of its existence therefore i would observe that the particular nature of existence be it never so diverse from others can lay no foundation for that thing coming into existence without a cause because to suppose this would be to suppose the particular nature of existence to be a thing prior to the existence and so a thing which makes way for existence without a cause or reason of existence but that which in any respect makes way for a thing coming into being or for any manner or circumstance of its first existence must be prior to the existence the distinguished nature of the effect which is something belonging to the effect cannot have influence backward to act before it is the peculiar nature of that thing called volition can do nothing can have no influence while it is not and afterwards it is too late for its influence for then the thing has made sure of existence already without its help so that it is indeed as repugnant to reason to suppose that an act of the will should come into existence without a cause as to suppose the human soul or an angel or the globe of the earth 
or the whole universe should come into existence without a cause and if once we allow that such a sort of effect as a volition may come to pass without a cause how do we know but that many other sorts of effects may do so too it is not the particular kind of effect that makes the absurdity of supposing it has being without a cause but something which is common to all things that ever begin to be viz that they are not self-existent or necessary in the nature of things end of part two section three